So right. anyway, I was on a flight coming back from New York and the flight was just like terrible turbulence. And I had one thing downloaded in my downloads because I wasn't planning to watch anything. And it was love actually. And I, the, the, the plane was so crowded and I'm sitting in a window seat. So you can see my screen and you can see it reflected on the window. And Amazing. I forgot obviously, because I've only seen it one time with the porn part that there are tits and things in this movie and I forgot. And um, anyway, so the rest of whoever was on my aisle definitely <laughs> saw things happening. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Theater Nerds. Goodness gracious, I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Oh, that is me. <laughs> We've been doing this 98 episode Taylor was like, wait, what? I don't know, I was like, oh, it's Rachel Stein. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. That's right. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Candlelight Services production of Charlie Brown Christmas Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. Real deep cut Southern Baptist reference there. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also, and you should for the holiday season, leave mm-hmm. us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help other theater nerd listeners out there come hang out with us. That's right. To find out more about the theater nerd cults that we're all a part of, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Some fun things there. Or you can also find us on Instagram and the th- th- threads at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Christmas movies or holiday movies that should be musicals. Christmas time is here, everywhere in cheer. I don't know the words. I don't know the words either, to be honest. The fireside. All right, Rachel. Taylor. Hello. Episode 98. 98. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Happy holidays to those who do not celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Happy day before Boxing Day. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, Hanukkah's over now. And yeah, that's Kwanzaa, true. Is Kwanzaa still happening? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Happy, happy, oh, whoops. Happy time of the year where everyone just pretends like we're doing work at work. Right. To all who celebrate. It's no work, 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 work. Let's do no work, 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 work. Yeah. Except if you're someone like me who has like eight days off. <laughs> you have to work, but just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, later, later. later. I do have to work. Um, yeah, this is gonna. Uh, well, you know, we're excited that we could were able to release an episode on Christmas. We decided yeah. to. We had many discussions leading up to this. Should we release on Christmas? Should we not? And we decided that we'll drop this in your little podcast inbox this morning. Yeah, Bing. little Christmas gift. Bing. That's right. Because we all know you need to disassociate and disengage somehow with your family during this time. And maybe this can be the hour that you do that. Take a cup of cocoa and walk around and listen. Go for a walk and listen to us talk about holiday movies that should be musicals. That's right. I feel like this podcast is slowly becoming recently a movie podcast. (laughs) I wonder who's who's at the steering wheel for that, Taylor. I don't even I know. I is. don't even know. But don't worry, we're gonna talk more about theater in the next new year. Thank in the goodness. new year. I mean our next like 
three or four episodes are very theater centric. If so. I had it my way, we would basically just t- talk about tap dancing and puppets. So. Oh, I was like, we talk about theater a lot. I don't know what you're going to say, but some of those things may be coming in 2024, Rachel, that you <laughs> it's mentioned. True. true. Yeah. Um, this week, because of the holiday, we are not doing a buzz segment because mm-hmm. of when we're recording this, because we're recording it early, but also. Yeah. Because we're tired. No, I'm just <laughs> because we need a break from the buzz sometimes. Yeah. We just yeah. want to throw the the holiday yeah. content at you instead. And honestly, I've, uh, even looking at it, like I don't know how much buzz there's going to be during Christmas week. So We say that, and then like something super yeah. shocking will come, and we'll have to post yeah. on our Instagram. It'll be like, Ariana Grande gets replaced by <laughs> so-and-so in Wicked Movie. <laughs> it's going to be like Wicked Movie Part 2. Has yeah. actually become just the whiz, and right, I will be right. right finally. Okay, so we're moving on. This week we are talking about Christmas or holiday movies that should be musicals, and that what's funny that we think should yeah. be musicals. Uh-huh. And what's funny is a lot of holiday movies are musicals. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, but there actually are a lot that are really popular that aren't musicals, and then yeah, I think can we? When would make good musicals. So let's name a few of the ones that are musicals first. Go ahead, you start. Spirited. Yeah. A, uh, Christmas, a, full, Carol. a Christmas Carol. There is Elf. One. Elf. Yeah. White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Holiday Inn. A Christmas Story. Story. That's, that's not nice. the movie itself is not a musical, but it has been right. made into a musical. Same with Elf. Correct. Uh, the Polar Express, is it a musical? Like the movie? Yeah. I would say no, but. Okay. Okay. This is the Grinch Who Stole Christmas is a musical. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, yes, is a musical. Yeah. I, I was going to say the Polar Express was on my list as I would like this to be a musical, but it is kind of already leaning that way towards being a musical. But mm-hmm. anyway. Which we've talked about in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. That the hot chocolate number would just be an amazing so top number. So good. And I think there's actually big potential for the musical, for yeah. the Polar Express to be a good musical. I agree. Depending on who wrote it. So yep. there's that. There's that. Before we jump. Get on it. Okay. Yeah. Rachel and I may have very similar movies, which is, you know, how it goes. Exciting. There's not that many holiday movies, so. I mean, there are um, tons of holiday movies. Yeah, yeah. There aren't very many of good quality. That's true. That's true. But let's talk first about like, I don't know if I actually really know this, but and being your friend, we've ever talked about like traditions, like Christmas traditions and things like that. Funny enough, my wife and I have very similar, like when we got married, we were like, oh, we have the same Christmas traditions. That's a little strange. But what about you? What are like some that. things you do every year? I don't really know. I think growing up, there were definitely things. My mother's going to call me after this. Uh, I definitely, well, I'll be with her actually, maybe if she's listening Mm -hmm. to this while she's on a walk. So listen listen in the car together. Yeah. But um, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Growing up as a child, I'm sure there were many traditions that we did that I don't, I just don't remember. It was just very, Christmas was kind of very chaotic in a fu- in fun ways, but as a mostly only child, it was the one time when I felt like I wasn't an only child uh, because we were almost always with my cousins. There were there are right. five of them, and mm-hmm. so I grew up doing things with them. And so Christmas didn't always look the same. I- I'll say it that way. One of the things we definitely did was we went to tea at the Jefferson. Growing up, um, and we always—I think we almost always saw some version of the Nutcracker. My cousin eventually was in. She did ballet for a long time, so we would like travel to go see her version of the Nutcracker in DC. Wow. But sometimes we would see it in Richmond. Um, so that was definitely something we did. And then, from the time I can remember, Christmas movies have been very essential to my family, my extended, my mom's side of the family, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and cook baking Christmas cookies. We almost always did gingerbread houses and we like used to 
I used to have little parties at my house with some of my friends where my mom would make with her friends, she would pre-make all the gingerbread house pieces. And then with my friends, she would help us decorate, uh, you know, put together the house and then we would have a competition decorating mm-hmm. them. I mean, we did this for years. So mm-hmm. I definitely have a lot of traditions, but movies, I, I feel like anytime we went to family um, for the holidays, my mom's side, especially we watched movies um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure we like sat down and watched it, if that makes sense. But yeah. the movies were always on. I remember whatever TBS doing their 24 hour, 48 hour up, uh, run a of a Christmas story, story yeah. that was forever. Uh, my mom loves, um, uh, shoot the, it's a wonderful life. She loves that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, times there at times, both with my dad's side of the family and with my mom's, we would go to a movie on Christmas day. I've seen yeah. quite a few of those. That was really fun. So movie like Christmas movies or like viewing experiences during Christmas meant a lot to us. Um, and I'll say one other thing that my dad and I always listen to the Hillary Duff Christmas album every year and actually last year for christmas i gave him the actual vinyl of it and that's amazing to it um but one tradition we still keep even when we're not together is that we watch eloise at christmas time either on christmas eve eve or on christmas eve it is like the one thing we still i feel like we still hold on to Mm -hmm. um and last year uh, at my work, there was someone who actually was staying for Christmas. She got to go home the day after Christmas, but she was staying for Christmas. And I watched that movie with her on Christmas Eve. That's amazing. Yeah. I know how much you love Eloise. I love and how Eloise. how much you fancy yourself, Eloise. So. I, I think mostly I fancy myself in a space with Gavin Creel. Yeah. Right. I mean, don't we all? Yeah. We do. With Gavin Creel and Stephanie J. Block and <laughs> all yeah. the people. I love those. They're so much fun. A lot of them very similar. My yeah, my family. We, well, we would make Christmas cookies. I don't know if we would do it every year, but I do remember lots and lots of years doing mm-hmm. plates for people and like just taking yeah. cookies to people. Um, it's like a big. My parents like love fudge. I'm not a big fudge person, but um, me either. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what it's about. It doesn't hit, I mean, hit it for me. Yeah. But I do love Christmas cookies, especially as Rachel and I have talked about the last couple of weeks. The peanut butter with Hershey Kiss in them are so good. I literally made two batches because the first batch we made for our friends. And then the second batch, my wife and I just ate. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was amazing. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and then every year, like we do like new Christmas pajamas every mm-hmm. year and yeah. we do, uh, my parents get us ornaments every oh, year. That's sweet. Yeah. Thing that both my wife and I's family, she's always gotten pajamas and she's always gotten an ornament. So we both have like a bajillion ornaments <laughs> <laughs> and this and year, pajamas. yeah, and pajamas. And this year we were like. Maybe we'll just do like a third of the ornaments because <laughs> our yeah. tree is so full. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then next year we were talking about how the baby's gonna be like walking and we're <laughs> gonna have to not do ornaments. Need ornaments. To be high. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be fun. Um, but I do as far as Christmas movies, I mean, obviously I'm a big movie person. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching lots of movies every year i mean obviously ones like home alone or elf or mm-hmm. things like that i remember i feel like we for a couple of years we watched elf every year on on christmas eve and um but i do i i mean i have vivid very vivid memories of me i i used to wake up so early on christmas <laughs> and like go downstairs and i would just sit and watch a christmas story until everyone woke yeah. up on, on, TBS. <laughs> on TBS so it would be like I don't know 3 a.m and I would just go and sit and watch a Christmas story yeah. and just wait for everyone to wake up and then sometimes I would dump everything out of my stocking look in my stocking and then put it all back, put it back. And, wait, and wait for everyone <laughs> sneaky <laughs> sneaky yeah but um yeah so lots of fun different traditions I think mm-hmm. Christmas movies this year, thankfully, weirdly enough, even though I am a new parent, I've watched a lot of Christmas movies this year. Yeah, I've I've been able to sit and 
watched some and it's been really fun and i think it's just all apart and even some like in that we had a little like christmas party and we put you know one on in the background like you were saying and that's like really fun so yeah i like um i think a few things that is so interesting about holiday movies especially one they are often movies that's everyone can watch like or can enjoy Mm -hmm. or can be somewhat engaged with which is pretty novel in the day and age where there are a lot of things vying for people's attention i will say the new the new grinch movie is my dad he loves that movie the new benedict cumberbatch yes i also love it i think it's great but he loves it so much what about Um, the jim carrey one the jim carrey one so good i like jim carrey but i think i think he just finds it so cute and the little yak or whatever is just so cute. And my dad, yeah. you know, cannot handle it. I guess uh, your dad would absolutely love Wonka then. So. I think he would love, I, I yeah. think what might be happening on Christmas day is mom and dad and I go see Wonka, but we'll see anyway. But I, I will say like, so that's really cool about how it crosses generation. I also think the other thing that's really interesting especially nowadays with holiday movies because you have lifetime holiday movies you have hallmark holiday movies you have amazon putting out their own like prime putting out their own holiday movies netflix putting out their own holiday movies hulu putting out their own holiday movies um which is great love this there are there's an abundance of holiday movies that follow a similar trope or narrative And yet it is something that we watch because it feels comforting to us or Mm -hmm. it's disassociating for us in a way that is what we need during the holidays. And I find this very interesting. This is not a psychology podcast, so we won't like delve too much into this. But I literally like a few days ago watched two movies that I didn't know I was going to watch, but Asa, what's his name, is in it from sex education and Mm -hmm. I watched it. I I saw that he was in this movie and I was like, this looks like a dumb movie. And my, I sat there for two hours and watched the movie and realized there was a second one. And I watched the second movie and it's a holiday movie and it's so stupid and nothing is amazing about it or novel about it. But what what was this on? It was like Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Okay. Okay. But like, yeah. these are the things. And like, I've seen the happy holiday thing from Hulu that they produce happiest holidays or whatever, whatever mm. that was from, with Kristen Stewart two years ago, or like single right. all the way with, um, Michael Urie. Like, I mean, right. I've seen all these movies. I obviously don't really watch lifetime or Hallmark movies, but right. Like right. there's just all these things and it's the same kind of like pattern of things. And it, I know that in a normal world, I would be like, "Ugh, I hate this. And somehow during the holidays, I'm like, give it to me. Let me watch <laughs> all of these things that just make me feel nothing or feel like comforted or feel like hope is possible or like people are nice right. or like a, hot, a cup mm-hmm. of hot cocoa is going to solve everyone's problems. I don't know. I mean, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I will say that's it's that's a whole conversation of like streaming versus studio, like, and then Lifetime and and Hallmark or whatever. But like the last like big studio Christmas film or holiday film was that movie Last Christmas that came out in 2019. Do you yeah. remember this? Yes. I have not seen that. It's with Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, but I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it. Either. But then, of course, we've Netflix has done a lot in the holiday realm. And then this year on Peacock, there's that new film Genie with Melissa McCarthy. Have you oh, heard yeah. of this? Yeah. 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 Hmm. I, 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 it looks funny. The trailer was funny to me, and it's directed by Richard Curtis, who, of course, did one of the most famous Christmas movies of all time, which maybe we'll talk about. Um, oh, who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? But uh, so that fascinates me. But yeah, it isn't, I feel like as far as like mainstream, like we're going to go to the movies to see a Christmas movie. I feel like that hasn't really happened a lot in the past 10 years. But streaming and Hallmark and Lifetime has kind of filled that void, which I think is interesting. I mean, I think the last like good holiday film really that was like brand new was maybe like elf like that and that was like that was like 20 years ago i mean yeah and then 
also there's one of my movies which may have came after yeah it was two years after elf which we'll talk about but i don't want to name yet so um and that's one of my favorite christmas movies or holiday movies but it's not very popular and every time i tell people to watch it they're like oh i've never heard of that so yeah yeah i do i do want to say not that little women is a christmas movie it's often coined as a christmas movie Mm -hmm. and so that last Two years, three years ago. When well, and it's and it's just a cozy, warm blanket of a movie, and that's why I think I agree, especially yeah. the Timothy Chalamet version. Yes, that's the version I'm talking about. That's the yeah. only version, in my opinion. We don't don't about... let your sister hear that. Yeah, you know. Um, did you ever watch Klaus on Netflix? I did. I did Is it good? That. Is it worth watching? It's worth. Wa- I mean, I, I, my, my thermometer of christmas like when it comes right. to holiday things is just right. i can't help it i can't right. help it right yeah they're so much fun There's, it's well, just so much fun spirited also was so much fun spirited was so much fun i really enjoyed spirited which is funny yeah. because like it's similar ish in with wonka it's they're, they're like kind of similar no spirited was trying to be a musical spirited True. clearly was a musical yeah yeah, and and the songs are better than Wonka. That's so. because it was trying to be. It, it wanted yeah. to be. It it posed itself as a musical. That's, yes, that's all I'll say. We've already had. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I know. I just like bringing it up, especially because we're recording on the same day. Um, Rachel, why don't we just dive in and talk about movies, Chris holiday movies that we think should be musicals? Okay. Um, obviously, if we have the same ones. We'll just talk about them right away. So why why don't you go first? You go first. Uh, well, I already one. mentioned one or two of these, but the pol- mm-hmm. I'm just gonna start off with the Polar Express. Yeah. Like this would be such a good musical. We could easily do this musical. Like, yeah. I mean, they already are singing. I'm wishing on a star and trying to believe. Like that's uh, that song freaking slaps. The hot chocolate song slaps. All you need is like Santa Claus to have a song. Like you just need like three or four more songs and call it a day. And it's like, it is the touring musical production. I just, I want to know, can we do this? Because I think that you and I could put this musical together. <laughs> can we? Yes. Should we? I don't know. That you I, and like, can we? Do we yeah. have the ability to have the rights? No. But I think what we should do is have everyone in mocap suits, like how they made it, and then on the screen, project on the screen, like the mocap version. Of... <laughs> I just, uh, I, it just, this could be so fun. And yeah, so it could, easy absolutely. And it also so kind cute. of seems like a theme park musical. Like, do it at a theme park. And it, yeah, it reminds me of a Christmas carol. Uh, if yeah. I'm honest, I mean, I, yeah. not to like say Charles Dickens and this are the same, but the way that we stage a Christmas carol so often, like, obviously we leave out a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but we leave out a lot of details. It's just like the simplicity of the story over and over. And again, I feel like you could have that with the Polar Express. It has similar kind of cyclical vibes. They're easy. It would be easy to replicate, easy to produce. We could make each character be whatever we wanted it to be. But the storyline would stay the same and we would go home feeling, oh, so cute. And then we all want to learn the hot chocolate dance. So it would be great. True. Okay. um, Yeah, I think the Polar Express would be really great. The set of the train would be really cool. Um, The elves would be fun. Yeah, it would be a really fun, really fun show. Tom yeah. Hanks can produce it. It'll be great. Oh, fun. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Let's call it. We have Back to the Future on Broadway now of Rubbers and Literally anything's possible. Yeah. yeah, anything's possible. And for the longest time, my favorite Christmas song was from the Polar Express. It was Believe by Josh Groban. I freaking Yes. Yeah, I, I freaking love that song. It is so yeah. good. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's good. Um, one of my films is, as we talked about earlier, directed by and written by Richard Curtis. I recently watched this a couple of days ago, and I I've I watch it almost every year, but there I feel like every year there's new things to pick up upon. Um, and this is Love Actually. I think yes. 
this is this on your list? Yes, it's on my yeah. list. Yeah. This movie is so fascinating <laughs> because it's so of its time. Like, I think it came out in, I want to say 2000, 2003, so 20 years, 20 years ago. And the reason why I say that is because it's very much told. I don't know if you watched it recently, Rachel. Oh, did we not talk about when I just recently watched it? No. Was that the first time? No. Okay. Um, I have, I, so to be very clear, I have seen Love Actually maybe three or four times. So not very many. Somebody said you were going to say three or 400 times. No. But. And, and the majority of those times have been from the television version. <laughs> very different. And I didn't know they were different because that's all I had seen until yeah. at some point, maybe it was 2019 and our best friend Kayla Jimenez uh, and I watched it and I was like, what? There's a whole scene where there's like a porn production scene? Yeah. I, did not know. I I had never seen whatever Martin what free whatever his name is. Yeah, Martin Freeman's. And I've never seen Freeman. him at all in the movie mm-hmm. because they just except for that last scene at the concert because I it was never a part of the televised version. So right. anyway, I was on a flight coming back from New York and the flight was just like terrible turbulence and I had one thing downloaded in my downloads because I wasn't planning to watch anything and it was Love Actually and I the 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 plane was so crowded and I'm sitting in a window seat so you can see my screen and you can see it reflected on the window and I forgot obviously because I've only seen it one time with the porn part that there are tits and things in this movie and I forgot and um Anyway, so the rest of whoever was on my aisle definitely saw things happening. It's definitely told from the male gaze is what. Yes. Because there's a whole scene. Every I every year when I watch this, I go, why is this scene in this? Of that the girl that the assistant that sleeps with yes. uh Alan Rickman. Yes. There's a whole scene of her just taking off her dress yes. in her underwear. Yes. And then walking to her bathroom, I assume. I don't even yeah. know. And yeah. every year I go, why is this in this movie? This has nothing to do with anything except showing that she's like a sexual being. But uh, we all know she's a sexual being because she's flirting with Alan Rickman every second of the movie. It's so frustrating. It's like, this is so stupid. And the whole like Martin Freeman and whoever the other actresses plot line is like fine. Are are they shooting a porno? That's what I never get. I think it's an actual movie. They're just no. doing the sex scenes. No, they are stand-ins. Maybe, oh, yeah. Okay. But they're stand-ins for the sex scenes or for the Yes, porn but porn. I don't think they're filming a porn. I think they're just I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Honestly, yes. it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. I just wonder what they're doing, which is crazy because I just watched it, but um, but I do think ultimately, like, there's so many good points to this movie, even though there's also the trash so points. Problematic. Yes. Yeah, I agree. What's I your mean, What's your favorite storyline? That's one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite storyline. Mine is here's, Liam Neeson and his son. That's the best yeah, storyline. That is a great storyline. Here's okay. I here's my controversial take on love, actually. I don't really think that it's amazing, but I think that the way that the way that there's intersectional points and some kind of overall trajectory really helps me feel like I can watch the chaos that is this movie. And it doesn't because it's a Christmas like holiday movie feel good. I don't get the ick at the end you know with like valentine's day or new year's eve or whatever i'm like um yeah all those movies that have done the same tried to do the same thing so i love that there are different plots i mean honestly maybe my favorite my favorite most problematic one is definitely the kira knightley version or storyline like that's definitely problematic but also my favorite 
Well, and also, how do I mean it? I just kind of ends, right? Do they end up together? I can't remember. No, they don't end up together. Yeah, that's what I thought. It is very but problematic. I, I think it's all problematic. It's all very problematic. The guy who goes to the U.S. to get hot women and comes back with hot women. See, like, <laughs> yeah, there's not like a funny commentary on America. I know, but there is literally not one of the one of these storylines that is not somehow problematic. I don't think the little boy falling in love with the girl, like playing the drums for. And and then he watches Titanic with Le- his dad, his stepdad. Like that's so good. Oh, I love that. It's the only wholesome one. And I would I would say the Alan Rickman and and Emma Thompson storyline isn't necessarily problematic. It's just that that like he's just a scumbag and wants to sleep with his assistant. But um, I, you just feel so bad for Emma Thompson, like the whole movie, like feel- the whole movie. So terrible yeah. for Emma Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one one reason why this is on my list for why it should be a musical is because there are so many complicated layers. And can you imagine the ensemble numbers? Yes. And I think you could update it in a really interesting oh, yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that you could, I, I think, yes, and still get to the point. Like the mm-hmm. my my favorite part of this entire movie is the opening scene and the ending scene. Like I lo- and you only get to the which is when he's talking about people greeting each other in the airport and then at right. the end people greet each other in the airport. Like it's right. like the only thing I like about the movie the most. And I but you only get to feeling that way about it because you've watched all of these like storylines. Right. Unfold. I will say my least favorite storyline is the Colin Firth falling in love with the woman who without that can't speak English. It makes no sense, the entire storyline. Also, it doesn't have anything to do with anyone else, so he just wrote it in for Colin Firth. It do- <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Every it's year so I'm like, funny. I don't like this storyline. So I hate funny. it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, told from the male gaze because she like he like for loses sure. his book and then it goes in the river and then she like takes off all her clothes and jumps in the river. Yeah, it's so it's for so sure bad. everything about this is the male gaze. Yeah. And yeah. I'm saying this as a male, so. No, I mean, for sure. Yeah. This was not written for the female gaze yeah. or with the yeah. female gaze in mind. Rachel, what's another movie that you could see as a musical? Another movie that I can see as a musical. Sorry, I have my little notes here. Okay. Bear with me on this one. The Princess Switch. Okay. Have you seen with this movie? Vanessa Hudgens. Have you I have this? not seen. I maybe have seen the first one, but. Okay. To be clear, there are four now. I there thought there three. was only three. I think there are at least three, but I think there might be four. Wait, wait, I'm not doing research. Up. Okay, he's gonna look. But here's why it's such a trash movie. I just want to be very honest. I don't know how we made this many of them, but I can see how it would actually be a very cute musical. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it's it's what's well, Prince in the Popper, isn't it? Yeah, basically. It and it it's just very easy. Like I could just see. I could see it happening. There could be a really good duet number. Um, it just feels very fun. There's only three. Okay, great. There's only three. Switched Again is two. Romancing the Star is three. Okay. Switched Again. Where there's a third, there's a triple. There are three Vanessa Hudgenses in the last movie. That is so crazy. Yeah. It's so right. crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's mine. Princess Switch. What about you? What else? What else is on your list? Um, well, I think the quintessential Christmas holiday movie is Home Alone. It's one of I my favorites. On my list. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favorites. And I think my favorite is the second one. I think the second one is is more fun. It's him in New York. And maybe just because I like New York more. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's more hijinks in the second one mm-hmm. and i think that could be fun and i also think the magic of like the magic of theater and you know like mary poppins like the of flying and all of that like you could do that with like the hijinks that kevin does to all the the burglars and whatever like that would be funny to see it's obviously funny in the movie because you know it's not real but it would also be funny to see on stage to be like Oh, they're getting hit by a brick, but it's not real, but it looks real. I agree, except I put this in my play category. Oh, like the play that goes wrong? Yeah. 
Because yeah. I don't know how, like, because I have the first one. Like, he, Kevin cannot be singing the whole musical. <laughs> it can't just be Kevin and the burglars. That feels like we don't have enough musical numbers for well, that. Well, you can have, like, the parents singing one, a number. See, that's why I wonder if you could do the second, because he does meet the bird lady. Yeah. And that could be I, a number. I just feel yeah. like I agree that I would love to see these on the stage. Yeah. I'm just not sure that musically there's enough variety of perspectives, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just such a fun movie to watch I every agree. year. Every yeah. year. I look forward to it. Um, What else you got? Miracle on 34th Street. I think this already is a musical. <laughs> I think it might be a musical. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, I really, I yeah. really just, I'm like, yes, that movie is so good. And I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, my other, I have another one that is new, a new movie. The Holiday. Have you seen this? With, the uh, Holiday. With, with Emma Roberts? Emma, yeah. No, I have, on not, the I have not watched many of the, um, Netflix. Okay. Holiday movies. First of all, it's terrible but it's pretty good it has christian channel in like if you're gonna watch one of the movies that are newer out of the ones i've named which mm-hmm. is right now the holiday and princess switch you should watch the holiday right um but they are dates for the holiday so it's not just christmas they are dates for all of these holidays like mm-hmm. including like saint patrick's day and all this and i feel like you could do really some really fun funny numbers related to these yeah. like dates and you could have really you could have a cool ensemble intro for a lot of like the different christmas or like different holidays um i also think it could be fun because it's just like all holidays and it kind of is like if then meets once slash uh legally blonde of Love like it. just like cutesy but also romantic but also like a little bit all over the place and i love I it love i think it was i think it could be really i think we could do this i love this yeah we're producers come at us we're gonna do it <laughs> um kind of similar to that as far as like dating yeah is the holiday nancy myers the holiday oh, is this on yeah. your list it's not on my yeah. list but i thought yeah. about it yeah mm-hmm. well also while we're here because this movie of course 2006 this was also a good, more recent holiday movie. Yes. Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black, um, Kate Winslet. Now, even talking about this, I'm like, maybe I'll watch this today. Because <laughs> it's so good. It's so um, good. Let's cast this movie, this musical. Okay. okay. Who would play Cameron Diaz? Who do you think in the theater space? Maybe like Kelly O'Hara? That's, a, that's who I was thinking of. But then I thought... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Stephanie J. Block. That's a good choice. Yeah. And then Even Jude Michaela Law. Diamond? Oh, okay. Michaela Diamond is interesting. Um, <laughs> like Jonathan it Bailey. Depends. It depends on who we are having. Like Jonathan Bailey couldn't go with Stephanie J. Block. True. It could be like, um, Jonathan Bailey and Laura Bell Bundy. What about Bunny's too old? Yeah, I know. It wouldn't need to be like Jonathan Bailey and um, uh, even Michaela Diamond or um, what's her name? Uh, she's a little bit too old too um, for him maybe. Uh, who plays Barbara in Beetlejuice? Help me. Oh, Carrie Butler. Carrie Butler. Yeah, she's a little bit older. What if it was like Jonathan Bailey and Renee Rapp? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, I'm in. I'm invested. And then I'm thinking like, um, who's a British actress? Now, musical actress. Now I'm trying to. A British musical? What about the girl who played um, Cinderella in the West End? Oh, Carrie Joe. Carrie Joe Fletcher, is that her name? Yeah. Hope? Yeah. Carrie yeah. Hope Fletcher. Carrie Hope Fletcher. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And then maybe like um like Alex Brightman as Jack Ooh. Black. Ooh. 
because you know I we like play this. them. This is yeah. good. Yeah. These are yeah. these are good characters yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we so the holiday coming 2025 or 2024. 26. We yeah, need some right. time right. to get it right. off the ground. Renee Rapp, Jonathan Bailey, <laughs> Alex Brightman, and Carrie Hope Ledger. I yeah. I love this. This is good. Actually, yeah. I feel like this would be really good. I don't know yeah. how they feel about each other, but Mm-hmm. Music by Paycheck and Paul and and book by Nancy Myers. Yes. That's yes. that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I like it. I'm here for it. Amazing. Um another one of move the movies that well, I did want to quickly mention a movie that came out this year, actually, which is absolutely gonna be in my top ten because it's an incredible movie. And that's the holdovers. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. Rachel. I have heard of this, but I haven't yes. seen it. Starring Paul Giamani. It's it is so lovely and so wonderful and just it's it's really filmed like a 70s movie. I highly recommend watching mm-hmm. this movie. It's so okay. good. Paul Giamatti's amazing. But I do think it would make a very good I, I think it would make a very good play, but I think it would be an interesting musical too to put music to. I think it would have to be very specific like cuz there are some sad moments but there's also some joyful moments. It's not like a like an elf it's not gonna be would like, it be elf, like would it be like fun home it i think fun home's a little too melon like sad okay okay um i don't know i don't know what the comparison would be but okay. it's just like real like you find you just find out more and more about these characters and like the, there's lots of layers mm-hmm. so maybe it's like shrek who knows but um <laughs> But it's such a great film, and I highly recommend anyone um, to watch it. It might be in a rotation um, for me every year. So That's great. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I have, like, one more I want to talk about. I don't know about you. But... I have I have one more, really. Oh, great. Well, you yeah. go. You go. Well, we've already talked about this musical, I mean, movie, um, because it's my favorite at Christmas. But a thousand percent, we should have. Eloise at Christmas time mm-hmm. be a musical like right. this. It's just waiting for us. The kinetic energy is just right there. We're yeah, just, it's. It, it, I I don't understand how we've gone this far without it. Um, let's pitch it to Gavin and see how he feels. But I, I think that having a child, you know, what's interesting as as an aside, what's interesting about a lot of the big blockbuster quote unquote. Christmas mm. holiday movies is that they are based off of children. Like the children are often like yeah. a main character, if not the main character. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting to me. Um, but makes sense, obviously. But I think one hard part about that is that if you were to make that into a musical, that person has to do a lot of work. However, mm-hmm. nanny is a big part of Eloise at Christmas time, mm-hmm. Nanny, the character, and that's obviously Julie Andrews in the movie. Um, and she could easily be a sing, like a singing character, um, and they could both sing to each other. And then the whole plaza could sing like the ensemble, and then Gavin mm-hmm. Creel's character, and then Rachel. This is maybe why I love it. There's a character named Rachel, and she could have there. She already sings in the movie. This is what I don't understand. They already sing. They sing Christmas songs in the movie. And I'm just, and they go to see Gypsy. Anyway, there could be a whole song about going to see Gypsy. And I, I don't know if I've seen this movie. I really <sighs> don't know if I've seen it. I know, I'm so sorry. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I haven't seen it all together. You need to sit down and you watch it, Taylor. It's the immediate sequel of Eloise at the Plaza. But I don't, says, you don't even need to see Eloise after. at the Plaza. You don't no, need I know. to see it. Yeah. I wonder just... if it's on Disney Plus. I'll have to look. It's just so good. I have the DVD. I can give it to you. But um, yeah. yeah. Well, and Julie Andrews is in it. I mean, That's what, what I else said. Yeah, she plays yeah. Danny. Yeah. And Sophia. And Christine Bransky's in it. Love her. The girl like, who played Eloise is like still people. acting. So maybe they just do it on stage and she, you know, she's, she comes in and plays like the, like Eloise when she's older and she's telling the, she's telling the story. I do. I do just feel like we could so easily make this a musical. Like this feels like a, I know I've said this before, but like this feels like it doesn't need to be more than it is. And you just add like three or four songs and we don't need to make anyone more or less complex than they already are. Right. And we just do it. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it on the show as a La La Blaine sometime. Oh, 
cute, but it's not mm-hmm. amusing. Well, but is it? You just said it kind of is. It's not. It's not mm. a musical because they only sing Christmas songs and they all know they're singing. So it's not a musical. Valid. Yeah. Valid. Um, your last one. My last one is the 2005 film Instant Classic. It did not get the recognition that it deserved because no one knows about it. It's called The Family Stone. Have you oh. seen this movie? Yes, I've seen this movie. I freaking love this movie. I think it's so good. I've seen good. this movie for the first time this year because someone really? else also likes this movie. Yes. What did you think of it? It was good. <laughs> I have no barometer barometer for Christmas movies. They're all the same to me, and I like them all equally. But I feel I... like this one's a little different, except in the last, like, 20 minutes, it just becomes like a... Like, uh, oh, all we're tying all these strings up very loosely, except yeah. the plot with the mom. But, um, I just think it's so it's it, it's very much like I could see this as a play too, but I think yes. it would be fun, yeah, a fun musical of like you know, son bringing girlfriend home, girlfriend is not the same, that not what the family expected him to be with. And then the plot does get a little wild of that, like the son ends up, the sister comes of the girlfriend, and then the son ends up like hanging out with the sister, and then the brother ends up hanging out with the the girlfriend. And, yeah, it is wild. But I think the character development is so rich in this movie. I love every every single family member is so great. Yeah. Um, like Rachel McAdams and Luke Wilson and um, Dermot Mulroney plays the older brother and then there's the two brothers uh, or the brother who is gay and deaf and then um, his partner and I think there's just so many great opportunities for like rich storytelling through song and I think it would be very very good and I'll, and again, like it's a big family story. Like there's lots of characters where you could provide singing. The yeah. parents have their own storyline. The mom yeah. has their own storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would be great. I think that it would be more like next to normal, but not as t- depressing kind right. of thing. Like not not trying, you know, to like right. hammer home a point too hard. Um, yeah. But I went in and I was like, is this going to be like Meet the Fockers? It's not, just in case. No. <laughs> and if you don't know how the movie's going to end, it's a real like gut punch. I, think I was it like, is. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so good. Highly recommend to everyone. But I could also see this as a play. It could be very good yeah. as a play. Yeah. Yeah. I love the poster. It's like the picture of the, of the finger of the ring. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, I love holiday movies. They're just holiday so movies. good. They're so good. Holiday movies. Taylor, right after this, is going to watch holiday movies now. I think I will. I'll bake <laughs> another batch of cookies just for myself because my wife is gone. And I'll just uh, watch holiday movies all day. I love it. And then go see Maestro. And then go see Maestro. Maestro, as I'm a In the movie, Maestro, in the movie theater. Oh, Rachel, thank you for having this holiday discussion. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone listening to this. We will be back in 2024. Yeah. Better than ever. Better than ever. And um, yeah, we got some, we got plans. We got plans on plans. We got plans. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about our character of the week. Let's do it. The last one of 2023. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Crazy. Um, so if you're new here, welcome. This welcome. is the end of the podcast where Taylor <laughs> and I think about what we've been feeling like for this week. What have we been up to? And then we scour the theater universe for a character or uh, something else in the theater world that embodies the same thoughts, feelings, and vibes. Mm. Big yawn. I had a yawn. Wow. This, oh, that's your line. We would also... <laughs> 98 <laughs> episodes in, guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't read, apparently, where it says yeah. my name. Literally, Taylor. 
<laughs> we would also love to hear your characters of the week and also what are your favorite holiday movies yeah. and which one should be a musical or a play. Tell us. Yeah. Uh, comment on our social media pages. Tell us who your character is this week. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Tell us your Christmas traditions too. That would be wonderful. Um, Rachel, who is your character this week? This week in the fashion of breaking all the rules at the very end. I'm um, breaking all the rules. Don't break the rules. (laughs) I am a character from a movie we've just talked about that is not technically a musical, but should be. Well, and she, this is not necessarily that I'm embodying this in the movie. <laughs> no, I'm not Eloise. Um, but she mar- she's engaged to this guy who she shouldn't be. He is just trying to steal her money. And she's really in love with this guy named Bill, who she's like been in love with since they were kids and they did little musical numbers together and it was just so cute. And they get reconnected because of a little kid that they're hanging out with named Eloise. And I'm not sure if I'm her at all, but I just mm-hmm. really love the musical number she does. And I've always wanted to dance on top of a piano. And that's right. This week, I am Rachel from Eloise at Christmas Time. Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. <laughs> I, I looked up her. Rachel Peabody is yes. her name. Yes, Rachel she's Peabody. Rachel Peabody because Mr. Peabody is the owner of the hotel and she is his daughter. Mrs. Peabody and Sherman is who you are. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Uh, I love that so much. Yeah, so great. So cute. And who doesn't want to dance with Gavin Creel? So just yeah, letting that's things Rachel's happen. dream. My literal dream. Rachel's dream and Rachel's dream. And Both Ra- of yeah. the Rachel's oh, dream. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Taylor? Who are you today or this week? Well, recently and this, the you know, this week of spending time with family and just being not working that much and having time off. And my wife and I have been playing lots of backgammon. Have you ever played backgammon? No. It is so much fun. And really we're just peering into our future and being like, we're just going to be too old an old couple (laughs) just playing backgammon forever. But we've just been playing lots of board games. We played lots of board games with my in-laws. And so therefore I'm, Break, I guess I am breaking the rules again, just like last week, being a double character. And that's right. I'm Wizard and, Mar- and uh, not Marvin. Wizard and, oh, wait, it is Marvin. Marvin from oh Falsettos playing chess. That's, what, that's who I am this week. <laughs> Wizard. I love it. Amazing. Play the game. That's it. Yeah. It's so good. That's me. That. Thank you. Our final characters for 2023. Wizard and Marvin and Rachel from (laughs) Halloween at the Plata. Yeah, I love it. If you would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week.